So I have a lot of content planned and there's so much stuff to get to. But then our buddy, best friend, sorry, Dave Ramsey, best friend, Jerome Powell has to go and say this. Without price stability, the economy does not work for anyone. In particular, without price stability, we will not achieve a sustained period of strong labor market conditions that benefit all. The burdens of high inflation fall heaviest on those who are least able to bear them. Restoring price stability will take some time and requires using our tools forcefully to bring demand and supply into better balance. Reducing inflation is likely to require a sustained period of below-trend growth. Moreover, there will very likely be some softening of labor market conditions. While higher interest rates, slower growth, and softer labor market conditions will bring down inflation, they will also bring some pain to households and businesses. These are the unfortunate costs of reducing inflation. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Wealthy Idiot Show. My name's AJ. Before we get into it, make sure you smash the like button for the YouTube algorithm, give us a quick subscribe, comment, all of that stuff helps us out tremendously and we greatly appreciate it. So that video at the intro was Jerome Powell at the event that happened at Jackson Hole, Wyoming, where he got on stage and he said some stuff that really contradicted the general consensus of the media and maybe our political class. They're not too thrilled about what he had to say. Immediately following that speech, we saw the stock market take a pretty significant dip, and it's starting to look like that quick recovery that we were getting for a minute there has kind of reverted back to dropping again. We're back in a bear market. So let's unpack it a little bit. So what he's saying is that the economy isn't looking as good as everyone says it's looking. And that's a really controversial statement to make, especially as the chairman of the Federal Reserve. But as it turns out, most indicators for the economy are not looking too good. The only thing that seems to contradict that is employment. So in contrast to what he's saying here, our political class is getting a little bit worried that if we continue to raise interest rates and restrict the supply of money, that that's going to end up causing jobs to decrease instead of increase like it has been. Elizabeth Warren responded to Jerome Powell by stating, do you know what's worse? So Senator, Senator Elizabeth Warren responded to Jerome Powell by saying, quote, do you know what's worse? than high prices and a strong economy, it's high prices and millions of people out of work. I am very worried that the Fed is going to tip this economy into a recession, end quote. She also said later, quote, what he calls some pain means putting people out of work, shutting down small businesses because the cost of money goes up, because the interest rates go up. There's a battle between inflation and the state of the economy, and this is a really tough struggle to have to deal with for the people who don't want the negative things that happen attached to their names, politicians, the chairman of the Federal Reserve. And what this struggle is, is that right now we're seeing extremely high rates of inflation. By definition, inflation means that there are too many dollars chasing too few goods. So right now we don't have enough goods and people are demanding them at extreme rates and we have more cash in the system due to our pandemic printing. I'm gonna coin that term, I think. And that's causing prices to start to skyrocket all around the economy. So we saw it with uh, cars, um, we saw it with food, we're seeing it with housing, costs everywhere are going up. But that doesn't mean that the economy is doing poorly at the moment. So as those 
rates continue to go up, people are still employed, people are finding more jobs, they're finding secondary jobs because companies are making a bunch of money, they're capable of hiring people. And that's what Elizabeth Warren is talking about. But if the Federal Reserve tries to slow down the inflation to what their goal is, generally their goal is around 2% inflation, and right now we're somewhere around 8 to 9% inflation, real inflation may be even higher than that if you've watched the show before. And if the Federal Reserve makes an attempt to try and slow or stop that inflation and reduce the supply of money in the system, companies are going to start to constrict, people are going to lose their jobs, small businesses are going to start to close. So because these two things are sort of counter each other, you can, you, right now we can't have both. We can't have stable inflation and a growing stable economy. Those two things can't exist together in the current state of things. So one has to give. Either we have to reduce inflation, kind of cause a bit of a recession, which is what Elizabeth Warren is worried about, or we let inflation continue to go but then what's the negative consequences of that? And that's what Jerome Powell is worried about, letting inflation go on forever. So why is inflation bad and why would we be trying to limit the inflation that's occurring? If we can just continue to inflate the money supply and continue to inflate the economy, how come we can't do that into perpetuity? Why would we be interested at all in restricting and stifling that? Well, the main reason is that inflation causes a transfer of wealth between the income earners and savers into the hands of asset owners. So asset owners being people who own companies like on the stock market, um, real estate owners, as prices inflate, like real estate prices inflate or product prices inflate, that's causing the asset of owning real estate or a business to grow in value, whereas the people who are paying that inflation rate are the ones who are transferring that wealth to the asset owners. Some amount of, some amount of inflation is totally intentional. When our government prints money and tries to create a very specific amount of inflation, that's that 2%, their goal is to kind of have a steady pace of a steady wealth transfer between people who earn incomes and have savings, which is the average American, into the people who own assets, which is not the average American, might be the 1%. This intentionality causes a kind of stabilization within the investment markets that encourages people to put more money into those investments. So that's why it's intentional. Whether you agree with that politically, that's the intent behind the slow and steady inflation. If we can stabilize those markets and more people invest, then we create more productivity, we create, we produce more, we build more things, and that propagates down throughout the economy. So the theory is that's healthy. But once inflation starts going a little bit off the rails, what ends up happening is our people down at the bottom, the ones who are transferring the wealth into the hands of the asset owners, can't do that into perpetuity. So what we're seeing now is it is labor is actually getting cheaper as a result of inflation. And because labor is cheaper, people are able to hire more employees to do the same task. So this is a bit confusing. Let me explain. As inflation is increasing at a rapid rate, that means that the amount of money in the supply is going up very quickly. Your salaries do not match that. They might match it eventually, but it's always a lagging indicator. So it takes a while for salaries to start matching what the inflationary rate looks like, which is why we're seeing big time profits from major companies all around the world while they're continuing to hire people at the rate that they were uh, at the 
at the pre-inflation rate. So the rate that they should have been paid before inflation actually took place, which means they're getting employees at a discounted rate, which allows them to hire more employees. So we're seeing people get, you know, we're seeing jobs spread out, more people getting jobs, which might be a political goal. We're seeing a lot of, you know, advertising. The economy's doing great. We're back to pre-COVID employment numbers which is awesome, but all these jobs are getting way, way underpaid when you consider the rate of inflation. So what will happen? Well, eventually inflation won't be able to continue at the rate it is, or people start to lose faith in the money supply altogether. When faith is lost in the money supply, people don't wanna save money, they don't wanna deal in money, because they think that you know if I get a bunch of cash, why would I hold on to it if that cash isn't worth very much. And eventually other countries will also get rid of the United States dollar as a result of this inflation. So once that starts to occur, inflation will very quickly halt. And when inflation halts, every it's like everything in the back of the truck slams to the front of the truck all at the same time. You might see this being talked about by people called the inflation or the, the bubble burst. We can only keep inflating this bubble as much as we possibly can to kick this recession down the road, but at some point the recession is gonna come. Now, the further we kick the can down the road, the larger that recession is gonna be. And so what Jerome Powell is a little bit worried about is what happens if we cause this recession to happen suddenly, or what happens if we don't do anything about it and then the recession comes suddenly, whether we like it or not. Kind of admitting here that a recession is coming whether we like it or not. Either way, we either cause it or we wait for it to come. And Jerome Powell believes the only real thing that we can do is control the way this recession comes. If we can kind of ease into it a little bit so that it's not as damaging and as impactful as it could be if it were to come involuntarily, that's his thought process. So he's looking at increasing interest rates again in just a few weeks, probably somewhere between 0.5 and 0.75%. And we've talked about this on the show. Interest rates are continuing to rise and they will continue to rise for a little while longer. So the real question becomes, what do we do about it as individuals? We can hope that the people in charge are doing the right stuff, but we have very little power to determine what it is that they're going to do with what could dramatically affect our lives fairly significantly. And as you can see, the experts in charge don't entirely agree about any of this stuff. We've shown video clips before of economists who didn't see inflation coming at all, as they're trying to determine the fate of the country and trying to debate and figure out everything that's gonna to happen to all of us, we have to do certain things in order to protect ourselves. And there are some things that you can do to make sure that you're safe throughout this inflationary period, despite what ends up actually occurring. And if the recession continues or gets worse, we can be prepared for it. So there's a first few steps that we can do in order to protect ourselves. And they all lead into one path. And we're going to talk about that path here in a second. But the first is save money. Right now is not the time to get spicy with spending. Right now is the time to save money. There will be a time when this economy flips where we can start going out. Things will be priced more appropriately as inflation will have caught up. Your salary will have caught up and everything in the economy will have start to drop in price. Along that same lines, put off these big purchases. There's no reason to go out and buy major cars if you don't have to right now. Those big vacations, maybe take some smaller ones, kind of maybe a staycation. Now's the time to try and increase your income. We talked about inflation is super high, but also unemployment is super low, which means companies are really looking for employees right now. Maybe it's time to take that second job as an Uber driver in order to supplement that income and get more cash. From those leading right into this, do not keep excess cash lying around. Cash is losing value rapidly, which means that holding on to cash today, that cash will be worth less tomorrow, 
worth less the next day, worth less next year. Holding on to cash is a terrible plan during any kind of inflationary period. So you're saying, okay, AJ, you've convinced me to get as much money as possible, to save money, to not spend money, and now you're telling me not to hold on to any of the cash that I'm making. What do I do with it? Well, good question, random citizen. What you need to do with it next is invest like crazy. Investing right now while everything is on sale because assets will start to inflate and catch up to what's currently happening in the markets. So for example, cash today is worth about half of what it was worth in the year 2000. If you bought a house in the year 2000, your house is going to be worth significantly amount more today. Well, right now as interest rates are rising and everything is starting to kind of decrease in value as far as assets go, or decrease in price as far as assets go, but the value is still actually pretty high, buy these because in a few years when the economy eventually hits that dip and starts to recover, we're gonna see great gains from our investment and that's what makes wealthy people. Like Warren Buffett, I believe, said, wealth is made in a bear market. Well, now we're in a bear market, so let's take the excess cash that we've saved, we've not spent, and we're not going to sit on, and we're going to invest it into assets. Remember, inflation moves money from income earners and savers into those who hold assets. So now it's time for you to hold some assets. The next thing you can do, and dare I say it, I'm sorry, Dave Ramsey, it's got to be said, is leverage. Oh, let's take out debt to buy investments and to buy assets. I know that hurts, but here's the deal. Le the debt is being devalued at a rate higher than it's been devalued in since like the late 70s. And what, what I mean by that is if you take out $20,000 worth of debt today, in about five years, as we see this inflation continue, and it takes a while for the Fed to reduce inflation down to its regular 2%, that debt will still be worth $20,000 except for that $20,000 won't be as worth as much in that amount of time. You will have gotten salary increases. Everything will got more expensive. The asset that you purchased will have increased in appreciation significantly. So buying, getting into debt now is probably a good idea in order to build wealth through this bear market. Furthermore, as we see interest rates go up and we buy assets because assets are decreasing in value because interest rates are up, we suck it up and we buy the asset. You know, we make sure we're still cash flowing. So if you're buying real estate, you're still cash flowing. We're still making sure all the numbers work, but we buy with a high interest rate. We buy an asset where the price and uh, has dropped. And then here, when the economy flips back the other direction, we can refinance for a lower interest rate and keep that low value that we bought the property at. So right now is the time where not only can we get cheap properties, we will see pretty soon good uh, appreciation as a result of that. And we're going to see the ability to get lower interest rates on those cheaper properties after we're sitting on it for just a couple of years. So those are the things that we can do to make sure that we weather the storm and we come out on the other side, wealthy idiots. Doesn't take a genius to do this. Any idiot can do this. Sorry for the data dump. There's a lot of information there about the state of the economy. All this stuff is fairly confusing and it impacts us pretty significantly. So I hope you got some good information out of this. If you learned something today, just throw us down a comment, tell us what you learned, like, and subscribe. It helps us out tremendously and we'll see you guys next time.